The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. A podcast sprint today. I'm talking 25 minutes or less, I think. I know I say that a lot, uh, and we're usually still talking an hour and a half later. Um, But today, I promise it's going to be very short and sweet. Uh, It begins with a happy Mother's Day uh, to my mom, who listens to the podcast occasionally, my wife, who never listens to the podcast, and all the moms who might be listening to the podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. Three topics Topic number one, did you know that it's been nearly five years to the day since the poll, the poll, the Washington Post poll? Remember the poll that revealed the results of over 500 Native Americans asked several questions about the team's name? Over 500 Native Americans, by the way, representing every state and the District of Columbia and a significant broad range of categories, demographic and otherwise, different ages, income levels, education levels, uh, different reservations, proximity to different reservations, political party affiliation. The poll that asked uh, several questions related to the name, the most significant being Does the team's name offend you, yes or no? The results were surprising, I think, to a lot of people. 90%, 9 out of 10 Native Americans said five years ago that the team's name did not offend them, that it wasn't offensive. This was the first sentence from that May 2016 story in the Post. Quote, 9 in 10 Native Americans say they are not offended by the Washington Redskins name. That's according to a new Washington Post poll that shows how few ordinary Indians have been persuaded by a national movement to change the football team's moniker, closed quote. By the way, I I went back and read that story and read the poll. 90% said they were not offended. 1% said that they did not have an opinion on the matter. So if you concluded that 10% that one out of 10 said they were offended. Actually, um, it was 9% uh, that said they were offended. So the rate, the ratio of not offended to offended was 10 to 1, not 9 to 1. Anyway, the polling was surprising at the time because even people like me who um, I was not convinced that Native Americans felt 
overwhelmingly the way that many non-Native Americans had pushed, um, that they were, that times had changed and their opinions had changed and that all of the old data was outdated um, and that they felt differently. So when this poll came out, I was surprised. I thought that uh, many that were sort of in this movement to get the team name changed, most of whom were not Native Americans, I thought that they had made some headway. I thought maybe they knew something we didn't. They sure seemed like they were right about it. If, if you weren't sure, just ask them. You know, they didn't really even want a conversation with actual data. They didn't think it was necessary. They seemed to know more than anybody else what that culture should be offended by, and they spoke for them loudly. You know, in any of the previous data reflecting that the name wasn't an issue was chalked up as old and outdated. They said that that 2004 Annenberg study or the Annenberg poll that, by the way, had almost identical results to the post poll, but it was 12 years earlier. They claimed that that, you know, study was obsolete. They didn't necessarily argue the results of the Annenberg study. They just harped on how many times or how times, excuse me, how times had changed and that new polling would reflect those changes. For some of us, you know, we wondered occasionally if they might be right. They spoke and wrote with such certainty. I remember very clearly my position. You know, if it was true that Native Americans had changed their minds, show me, give me the updated data, and I'm, I'll be on board with the team name changing. But they never provided any of that data, which was suspicious. But still, you know, their passion and their very sort of used car salesy pitch was so sure and so absolute. You know, there was a little bit of sleight of hand in the pitch. You know, don't look over here. Look here. Don't look at that old data. That wasn't a real poll anyway. Look, look here. Look at this. Look at this dictionary. Webster's tells you all you need to know. It tells you that even if they aren't offended by the name, they should be. Anyway, those people, they were surprised too. I don't think they ever believed that a majority of Native Americans would be against the name, but they thought that their activism had made up some ground in 12 years. But it hadn't. The Post poll shut down all of the bullshitting. And I'm not claiming that a lot of the people that were adamant about the team name changing weren't doing it from a place of honesty and real heartfelt feelings. You know, I just always felt that they weren't necessarily speaking on behalf of a culture that wasn't their own. But I didn't necessarily, and I knew a lot of the people, I didn't necessarily think that they were doing it dishonestly or for personal gain. Um, I know several people who really believed in the cause. They felt passionately that they were speaking on behalf of the latest, you know, sensibilities, the latest sensitivity of a people that had come to realize how hurtful the name was. And it's not like there weren't some people that felt the way they did. The post poll reflected 9% felt that way. And to them, if it had been 1%, it was still worth it. But they weren't selling 1%, right? In the moment, they weren't selling 9%. They were selling a movement of hurt, a majority movement of hurt. They told us how bad we were, that we insisted on keeping the name, and we used the name, and we sang a song with the name in it, and it was so hurtful to so many. That's what they were selling. 
The Post poll was a beatdown, a major beatdown, and it quieted the movement, as did some patent and trademark decisions in courts. There were a few other data points along the way that pretty much shot it down and, and put it to rest for a while. But we know the rest of the story. A little less than a year ago, there was a murder by a police officer in Minneapolis, and in the days and weeks following George Floyd's death, you know, the Washington team name got swept up. You know, it was it was swept up really by a coalition of corporate sponsors and their shareholders, investment firms as well, and their shareholders and their partners, you know, representing over $600 billion in assets. They were the ones, the shareholders of those corporate sponsors and those firms, they were the ones that called on those sponsors and those firms to sever ties with the Redskins if they continued to call themselves the Redskins. Boom! That was it. It wasn't a dictionary definition. It wasn't, hey, don't look over here, look here. Don't look at that old data. The new data will suggest something otherwise. No, it was money. Federal Express, Bank of America, Pepsi. They probably didn't even know about the dictionary definition or any of the polls, but they had all the pull. The name which didn't offend anywhere near the number of Native Americans who claimed to be offended by mascots, imagery, chants from teams like the Chiefs and the Braves and the Indians, the the name that wasn't really offensive to them, other things are offensive, again, mascots and tomahawk chop chants, those things, polling reflects, are offensive. The Washington team's football name was not offensive to Native Americans, but that was gone. Personally, over the last year, I'm surprised a bit by my lack of passion on this topic. I'm okay with it. I didn't think I would be. I think if the team had been winning and it was a respectable franchise, I think losing the team name would have stung more. But, you know, it's sort of on the list of things that have really damaged the franchise, it's sort of down the list, isn't it, to a certain degree? Not for everybody, and I'm going to get to the second part of this conversation here in a moment, and that is team valuation. But the team has been inept for so long. Dan's done so much damage in so many different ways that it just sort of gets swept up into all of it. If the team was a respectable franchise that had been winning, I think I would be... I think I would feel differently. I know many of you, though, were stung by it and still are. Uh, Hopefully, the franchise is changing on the football field. And maybe, you know, if they're in a Super Bowl this year or next year and the next couple of years, maybe then the name loss will sting a little bit. But for now, I don't know. It doesn't as much as I thought it would. Now, The other part of this is that the Forbes list of sports team valuations came out last week, the 2021 list. And I believe that the loss of the team name impacted Washington's value. I always suggested that it would. Um, Snyder always knew that it would. Uh, Even Snyder's significant or uh, minority shareholders knew. Uh, even Fred Smith and Bob Rothman and Dwight Char knew that losing the team name would affect, uh, affect valuation at some point. Now, eventually, Fred Smith at FedEx and all of his shareholders and his customers said, enough is enough. 
But I, I was very interested to see sort of comparatively what the Forbes list reflected a year ago and what it reflects now. Washington in the updated 2021 list is 19th among all the all of the world's sports franchises with a 3.4 billion dollar valuation. They are number 8 on the NFL list behind Dallas, New England, the Jets, Giants, Rams, Niners and Bears. Last year they were 14th on the overall list and they were number 6 among NFL teams. So they are dropping And look, the performance of the team has been impactful to the team's uh, position on this list. You know, the fan base isn't what it was, and it's reflected in top-line revenue losses. We've seen that. Not TV, but every other revenue category. But here's something just to um, keep in mind um, with respect to whether or not the team name impacted uh, the team's valuation. I believe it did. In the last year alone since losing the team, every NFL team in front of them on the list and the several teams that followed them on the list, those teams' overall average valuation went up by $265 million. The average of the teams in front of them on the list and the teams behind them on the list Their overall value is NFL teams continue to go up in value. It's just what happens. It's almost impossible to lose value, especially with the new TV deals. Uh, The average was $265 million of value gained. Washington's value gained $100 million. That's it. If you don't think the loss of the name had anything to do with that, you don't understand the risk of brand change, major brand change. And some of you would say, well, you know, they don't have their new name yet. So once they get their new name, their valuation will go back up. Uh Uh-uh. Their their temporary name, the placeholder, might be less damaging to them than the new permanent name. Now, with that said, what will change everything for the better is winning. And winning quickly. And winning big quickly. Anyone will tell you in marketing or in branding that if you're going to change something significant with your brand, a long-standing brand that has a passionate customer base, it is major risk. There is major risk associated with that. And that if you're going to change something significant with the brand, the product better be better. It better be great right away. Or you're going to lose an emotional attachment to that product. And that's what we've seen here over the last year, I believe, is that there's some emotional attachment loss. Now, again, it goes on the list with all the other things, the losing, the shenanigans, the, the sexual harassment, all that stuff, the culture, all of that stuff is very significant to Washington gaining little in value compared to every other NFL team that went up more significantly in value. But losing the team name had something to do with that. By the way, what about these other teams? The Indians announced they were going to change their name. They haven't made any progress on that, but it takes time. We know that. What about the Chiefs and the Braves? You know, these mascots, the Tomahawk Chop Chants, when are they going to be eliminated? Because the polling actually really tells us that it's those things, the imagery, the mascots, the chants, that are the most offensive uh, to the Native American community. 
Time will tell on that, I guess. Uh, the Indians, the only one at this point that have announced that they will change their name. All right. Uh, I talked to a an odds maker, someone who does NFL and sports odds for a living, about what Washington would be with Aaron Rodgers. I'll share that with you after this word from one of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So what if Washington had Aaron Rodgers as its quarterback next year? I know it's not very likely, and I know some of you are annoyed at the hypothetical, but it's not a hypothetical that Aaron Rodgers might be traded. Uh, It's not a hypothetical um, that many people believe that Washington, if they were super aggressive, would be a possibility. Denver would be the favorite. An AFC team would be the favorite because Green Bay would want to move them to the AFC, not to an NFC team. No team in the NFC North is going to be able to make that move. Um, But as we talked about last week, Bill Barnwell from ESPN.com put Washington's chances at sort of second behind Denver. Um, but I don't think he's going to end up here. I, it doesn't mean that I wouldn't be super aggressive in trying to make it happen. But I, there's something that I, I learned the other day that sort of backed up a thought that I had that I know I shared last week. And that is, what if they did have Aaron Rodgers? Eric Zimney um, is the lead odds maker um, and runs the sports book for Hollywood Sportsbook and Casino in Charlestown, but all of the Hollywood sports books across the country. He is their 
Um, he's their chief odds maker, their executive uh, that runs uh, the sports books for all of the Hollywood casinos. And I've had a relationship with Eric over the over the last couple of years. He's come on the show many times. I like him a lot. He's smart. And I texted back and forth with him on Thursday, and I said, I'm just curious. If Washington got Aaron Rodgers, what would their odds be to win the NFC Championship? And he said, well, did you see what happened to Denver's odds just on the possibility that they might land him? And I said, I I know they changed significantly. He said, essentially, they went from 30 to 1 to 12 to 1. They went from 30 to 1 to win the NFC uh, to win the AFC championship to 12 to 1. And I said, yeah, and he, and he said they don't even have him yet. If they have him, they'll be the second favorite in the AFC behind the Chiefs. And I said, well, what about Washington? And he said if Washington got Aaron Rodgers, they would be the second favorite behind Tampa Bay, which is what I've suggested. And I said, how close would it be? He said much closer than you think. He, he said the spread between Washington and Tampa Bay to win the NFC Championship would be even smaller than you think because Washington's in an awful division, they've got a really good defense, and they would be teed up with a reigning MVP at quarterback. And I said, well, what would the odds be? I said, to me, it feels like Tampa would be like plus 250 and Washington would be plus 400. He said Tampa would be a slight favorite. Plus 250 is about right. Washington would be less than plus 400. He said they'd be in front of the Rams, the Niners, the Seahawks, the Cowboys, anybody else. This is somebody who does this for a living. He's he's the chief odds maker for all of the Hollywood sportsbook and casinos. Um, it's I, I figured Washington would be right there in the conversation. I thought that Tampa would still be sort of the solid favorite. He thinks it would be much closer than expected, and he also thinks that Washington's over-under number would go up significantly. You know, right now the Packers' over-under number is 11, Washington's 8.5. So you could pretty much flip-flop that. Washington would go to like 11, 11 and a half, somewhere in that area. Tampa's at 11 and a half right now on their win total. Remember, it's 17 games next year. So Washington would have the highest expectations for playoff success than uh, – it would, it would be the highest expectations in 30 years – unless you want to throw 2,000 into the mix when they had signed all of the offseason big-name free agents. And a lot of people thought that they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl that year. Give me Aaron Rodgers. uh, Give me the expectations. But more importantly, give me the outcome. Because I think the outcome would be three to five years of having a chance every year to get to the Super Bowl. Russell Westbrook's night uh, when we return right after this word from one of our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Last topic, uh, Russell Westbrook last night tied Oscar Robertson for the most triple-doubles in career history with 181. In fact, Russell Westbrook last night became the first player in NBA history, first player in NBA history, to have 15 or more rebounds, 15 more assists in back-to-back games. Westbrook had 17 assists and 17 rebounds in the overtime win over Toronto on Thursday night and had 19 rebounds and 15 assists last night in the 133-132 win over Indiana. Um, Bradley Beal had 50 in the game and did not play the last minute of regulation or the five minutes in overtime because of a hamstring injury. Let's hope he's okay. They have no shot of advancing to the uh, round of eight without without Beal. Although the Wizards are making progress right now in the standings, they are currently um, a game and a half behind Charlotte for eighth. If they can make up that game and a half and they finish with Charlotte um, and get to that eighth spot, they are then in a double elimination situation rather than a single elimination uh, situation. Anyway, um, Russell Westbrook last night. It was a Russell Westbrook night. It was one play where you're like, no, 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 no. And then the next play where you're like, no, 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 no. Yes! Yes! I mean, the possessions down the stretch in regulation and then in overtime were possessions that I am convinced are going to hurt this team in the postseason. I am enjoying this. Don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying all of it. They are an entertaining team to watch. My God, look at the games during this stretch. 133-132 in overtime. 131-129. 135 134-154-141. 125-124. That's their last five games. Two of them overtime games. I mean, they are so much fun to watch. They don't guard very much. We understand that. And they don't have much of a plan other than a plan that many teams have. And that is, we've got some playmakers, and we're going to space the floor. We might give somebody a screen, and we're going to let them make plays. And with Westbrook on offense, when he is the lone true playmaker without Beal on the floor... There's a lot of that, no, 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 yeah, yes, or no. Last night, at the end of regulation, it was just stand around and let's see if Russ can win it at the buzzer. He didn't. Then down one in overtime at the end, let's see what Russ can do. Oh, my God, he's double teamed. What's going to happen here? They fouled him on a fadeaway. 
And uh, he made both free throws. I was convinced he would miss one, make one, and we would go to double overtime. I love him. Nobody tries harder. He's on the verge of breaking at a mark that at one point seemed impossible to break. Um, and he'll probably do it, right? I mean, I mean, he's going to do it in his next game. I mean, the chances of him not having a triple-double are long-shot chances now. Like, he's, he's going to have a triple-double against Atlanta on Monday night. I love watching him. I love the energy. I love the way the team is playing right now. I think there's a lot of interesting pieces. Beal's health is crucial. He was great last night. Had 50 before you could see the hamstring. And you could see, uh, you know, late in regulation that he was not healthy. He did not come back in. He wasn't going to risk it. You know, they're safely in the play-in mode right now. Um, But they have zero chance in a best of seven without Beal. And their chance is, quite honestly, in a best-of-seven. I think they can get to a best-of-seven in a top-eight seed um, in this play-in tournament. But when you watch the way they play end-of-games and half-court possessions, man, you're just hoping for for playmakers to make plays. Um, There is very, very little structure. There are occasionally a couple of down screens, a couple of flare screens, um, but there's not much else. And look, I'm not blaming Scott Brooks. I think a lot of NBA coaches, you know, sort of just let their best players, you know, make the plays. And Westbrook does it, but there are many times where he doesn't too. And I think it's also one of the reasons that he hasn't advanced deep, deep, deep into the postseason. I would love for this year to be different or next year to be different. I think what's becoming clear is that this team's coming back and so is Scott Brooks, and they're going to be a team that wins 45 games next year if it's an 82-game schedule. They will, uh, barring you know serious injuries. Uh, and they'll be a top four, top five seed next year in the East. Um, last night was crazy, man. Another one of these crazy Wizards games. He is um, he is just lightning uh, on the floor energy-wise, and the energy and the effort get him you know, most of the results. I'm not suggesting there isn't a lot of skill and talent because there is. There's no doubt about it. The fact that a point guard had 19 rebounds, you know, three games after having 21 rebounds. I mean, he's now gone for tw- you know, 19 or more rebounds three times in the last 11 games. A point guard. Right now, R- Russ, I think, is sixth in the league in rebounding as a point guard, averaging 11.4 rebounds per game. Uh, anyway, uh, that was fun to watch last night, and their games are becoming must-watch. Uh, I know not for all of you, um, but uh, pr- tr- trust me on this, if you're a basketball fan, they are fun to watch. Okay, that's, uh, that's it for the day. Uh, enjoy the day. Happy Mother's Day again to all the mothers out there. Back tomorrow. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.